We talked to Cassandra this morning who went ice fishing for the first time over the weekend, and it was quite the adventure for her. We also heard more people who are applying for our open position here at the radio station. We played a game of drunk dial, and have you ever heard of a couple breaking up because they like different sports teams? We covered a lot of bases today, and you'll hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. We went ice fishing for the first time. That's why we talked to Cassandra on Friday. She was our why should we talk to you on Monday. And we got her back on the phone with us right now. Cassandra, at least you're alive. Uh, sure, that's one way to put it. I made it. <laughs> so how was ice fishing for the first time? It was terrifying. Seriously, <laughs> I, I've never really understood what nerve-wracking meant. I never understood what white-knuckling meant until this weekend. I have never been so scared for my life, in my life. Well, I, every Everything scared me this weekend. It was it was just so awful. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did your boyfriend handle you being in that mindset? Well, he, <laughs> at one point... He didn't want to listen to me anymore. He was like, you need to just go lie down. You're gonna, you're not sleeping. I bet you just need a nap. So he'd put on his headphones and just go back to fishing. <laughs> I mean, at some point, but, I'm sure he was probably like, all right, enough is enough here. Yeah, and, and, and the camper was stocked. We had every single thing you could possibly need. He knows I tend to get cold anyway because I run cold. And I had every piece of clothing I own on all weekend. I and then I did other things like I bought some of those the temporary heat packs. Okay. I like having those for my hand warmers. It just it never ended. It never ended. Every everything I wore, I was like, this has to be warm but light. I don't want to get too heavy. I did, I was worried my boots were just. I was worried the traction was too good, and I was going to wind up chipping at the ice. It was it was rough. I should tell everyone who maybe wasn't listening on Friday that you're from Nevada originally. That's why this was such a unique experience for you. Yes. So, yes. did you get and any I, And I'm from the part of Nevada that's the desert. <laughs> so, did you get any sleep at all? No. No. No, not at all. I I've I've never been awake this long. I did. I did. When we got when we got home, I did crash. So, okay. you, you're lucky to find me conscious. But it was, I've never been awake. I brought melatonin in case I thought I would struggle to sleep. And then I thought, oh, God, I can't take a melatonin because if I sleep too deeply and everything goes under the water, I won't wake up till it's too late. Oh, my goodness. I, it was, the anxiety was that real. I slept, I slept wearing a life jacket, which honestly, if you don't mind, like, the rustling sounds when you move, yeah. it's actually very nice padding. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that part was good, but, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the weekend that my, my boyfriend anticipated, I'm sure. Clearly. I, you know, he's, he probably thought it was going to be much romantic than it was, but it was <laughs> me mostly shivering, riddled with fear. I, I had every, every awful, anxious thought you could have wow. about ice breaking and cracking, and, and it was, it all, I had them all. You, all were, you were in a full-blown meltdown. <laughs> so since you survived, though, since you survived, would you go back and do it again? I okay. So we we actually talked about it. I would go back if we could take a fishing spot closer to land. Okay. So where we wound up being, the land was so far away, and I normally will ask for anyhow. Yeah. But I couldn't even get. I'm used to seeing like the fuzzy, 
fuzzy landmarks. There's usually something. I can see some trees. I can see a chunk of the shoreline. Without my glasses, it just looked like ice that never ended. <laughs> and it just scared me to death. It just felt like, uh, well, if, we go into, if the ice breaks and we go in this lake, we're never getting out. That's it. I'm guessing that an invitation to go back out on the ice is not going to be forthcoming. Well, the news of my behavior, of course, with my boyfriend being so close to his family has already spread like wildfire. Right. But it's also, it, it's been very sweet, though, because a lot of them have called to check in, make sure I'm okay, talk down. That's good. Most of them while they're laughing. But but they're, they're, they're being very supportive, and they're, they're encouraging me to go out there again and do it again, and it'll be easier and it'll be better. All right. Well, hey, you got the first one done. You've done more. You've done more ice fishing in your short time in the Midwest than I've done in my entire lifetime. Here. Wow. <laughs> See the way they talk. It's like if you're born here, everyone does it. It's like you have a child and you throw them out on the. Ice. <laughs> that may be the way they do it, but well. Awesome. Cassandra, I'm so glad that you called because this is, I guarantee there are so many people listening right now just laughing at the experience you had. Oh, it's good for something, I guess. Kelly Jordan. Well, we're going on a month of me being in the studio by myself, and frankly, I'm ready to have someone join me in here so I can start having a lot of fun again. I'm ready to make someone a part of my life once again. Uh, and so what I've been doing is I've been grabbing some of these audition tapes that people have been sending in to be a part of the show, and I've been playing them back for you. And I promise today I'm not going to... I feel like every time I play these, I critique them, and then I look like kind of a jerk afterwards, and I shouldn't be doing that because these are people who are like, hey... You know, I'm out of work. Would you guys consider me? But here are some more of people that are applying for the job that we have open on this morning show. And I think, hopefully, I've bleeped out the names of the stations and their names so that, you know, there's, I don't know, it just seems like the right thing to do. I don't even know why. It's not legal. I don't have to do it, but it just seems like the right thing to do. But here is our first content. And this is all dudes again today. I've had, like, barely any females apply for the job. Uh, but here you go. New music. New music is on. Three. You just want to bang your head against the wall. You ever have days like that? Not that I do. That's just a hypothetical question. <laughs> All right, Calvin Harris, whose song is on mix? Here's How Deep Is Your Love on 93.3. Okay. Producer Nate in studio. What's up? What the hell did you just say? If I can just say one thing. This guy sounds really radio to me like, Producer Nate is in the studio. That's all I'm going to say. That's just, it just, that's what hit me on that one. Producer Nate is in studio. What's up? What the hell did you just say? Oh, hang on a second. Let's push this button here. Hang on. You remember it. You liked it, but not even your iPod will play it. Oh, no, you didn't, Dave. Oh, play that. Time for, oh, no, you didn't just play that. 3.3. Now, I said let's go on the air together, and your exact quote was, okay, but then I got to go out to the van. Yeah. That could not have sound creepier, dude. <laughs> never say, <laughs> never say real quick, but then I got to get to the van. The what mix is, van, the mix van, of okay. course. Okay. <laughs> I got to be honest, I, I'm really confused as to what's going on here. All right. Well, Nate. <laughs> oh, man. That's a look guy. Anyway. Nate, let's throw it back today. What do you All say? Right. How about some 1991? I'm feeling it. I'm going to give you two guesses. What, it's a Michael Jackson song. Think okay. 1991. And honestly, I don't know if anybody could tell me and this guy apart. I feel like we both have really high-pitched voices. I'm loving it. Let me think. Uh, does it have to do with black or white? Good guess. Oh, I'm so good at this, the man. Friday. Crank radio up. It's MJ. Hell no, David. You did, like, not just play that. Okay, so that's one. Uh, let's see. Jenna says, I like his voice. Hannah says, no. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Here is another person that's applying for the job. Whoops. I guess I should turn this up. Here we go. What the f- I- John Mellencamp, 
some Pink Floyd back there. We'll send that out to our friends in Obscured by Pink, Pittsburgh's only Pink Floyd tribute band. I don't think this guy would enjoy working with me. To be like just listening to him, I don't think he'd like. I don't think he'd even want to be in the studio with me. It's a carpool Wednesday, and it's January in Pittsburgh, but we've really had some cold, snowy weather for a few weeks now. We've had an unusually active... This guy has a great, like, soothing voice, but I just can't imagine us working together. Late fall, early winter as far as snow and cold temperatures. More on the way. The Doors did a song about wintertime. Wintertime winds are cold this season. We're asking... Listeners, what do you like most oh, about this weather that we've been having? Hannah says his voice makes me want to sleep. Alexis, no, sounds like a sports announcer. He does sound like a sports announcer, doesn't he? Or what do you dislike the most about this weather we've been having? A lot of people really dig this kind of weather. But as long as the beer man can get get to your house, there's no problem. As long as the roads are clear enough for the beer truck. That's right. <laughs> okay. Everybody we talk to goes on a random drive. Let's see. Uh, Jennifer says no for the soothing voice. It is very soothing, isn't it? Like, that guy would do great on, like, a news talk station doing news or something. Maybe I should see if Jen Leverins needs some help over in the newsroom. <laughs> he might be good for that. All right, we'll do one more this morning. And thanks to everyone who's texting in, 320-656-9453. That's the reason why I play these, because I want your guys' input on this stuff. Because, you know, we have a we have a relationship in the mornings, and you should hear what's going on. Uh, Samantha says he sounds too monotone. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, let's see. Jesse says, still praying Brian Riley reconsiders doing mornings. It's going to be hard to get that kid up, man. It's going to be hard to get him up in the morning. Uh, let's do one more here. Play one more. Uh, <laughs> Stacy says, oh, heck no. Put us to sleep. We'll do one more audition tape this morning. And this has actually been a lot of fun playing these for you. Just after 4 o'clock. Beautiful afternoon sunshine. 78. Today's best music variety in the 9 to 5. No repeat workday. Here's what's coming up. Kick it off with a 90s boost. It's hard to hear this guy. He's got his music way too loud. Pop, funk, acid, jazz band, Jamiroquai, virtual insanity on the boost. Jamiroquai, on the 90s boost. We do it every day, every weekday, 10, 2, and 4 o'clock. So to pull back the curtain a little bit, in radio we call this drowning because you can't really hear him over the music. We do it every day, every weekday, 10, 2, and 4 o'clock. All right, coming up, we'll have uh, movie premiere passes to Goosebumps tomorrow night and tickets to Stevie Wonder in the 5 o'clock drive. He's got good energy, though, I think. Royals tickets for Wednesday night, they just doubled in value. We're going to have another game back here Wednesday night in Kansas City. Alexa says it's probably the best out of three. So lately. Rush on traffic, rushyb.com. Tomorrow night, movie premiere, take the kids. It's called Goosebumps. Should be kind of fun. Five. Too. Good luck. It's today's best music variety with Cheryl Crow.com. Five o'clock ride. We'll have tickets to Stevie Wonder. Songs of the Kia Life Tour. Coming to the Sprint. Nine to five, no repeat workday. Matchbox 20. Case. All right. Well, I wish that guy would have had his music a little quieter. I think that he uh, I think that he actually had some good energy, though. So, okay. Jennifer says he's the best so far. Uh, Chrissy says it should be the Kelly and Jennifer Levin show. Uh, Jennifer Levin has a full-time job already. She uh, runs the newsroom here, so... She can't do both. That would be that would be asking way too much. She's she's over there working hard all morning. I actually probably annoy her by bringing her on the air with me all the time. She probably is probably behind in her work. Uh, Marlene says I like the third one the best. Jennifer, oh, this guy's the best so far. Trish says this guy sounds good. Brittany, he's okay to listen to. Okay, uh, let's see. 
Chad says, I think you guys could have some chemistry. Okay, well, cool. Hey, I appreciate all this feedback. Sorry if I didn't get to everyone's feedback on here. I'm going to read through these now. Small town salute. I want to say good morning to everybody listening in York, North Dakota, population 15. For not having many residents, they boast a gas station, a granary, and a farm equipment repair service. You probably couldn't fit much more in the .21 square miles that make up York. And that's why, York, North Dakota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. Admittedly, I am not a huge sports fan, so maybe this is going on out there in the world and I just don't really know about it all that much. But I was sitting at the bar on Saturday, just having a beer, just relaxing a little bit. And a guy was saying that during football season, he has thought about leaving his wife because he's a huge Vikings fan and she's a huge Packers fan. He just doesn't know if they can make it work. And I, I didn't know if this guy was just running his mouth, like trying to brag in front of his boys and be like, you know, we just can't do it. I, like, I know some people that take sports really seriously, and I have never in a million years heard someone say that I've thought about divorcing my wife because we, we root for different teams. That just sounded ignorant. I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know if he was trying to sound cool or, because he did. He certainly didn't. He sounded an idiot to me. I was like, that dude needs to stop talking so loud. I don't even want to hear this conversation. But do you know anybody who's, you said you know, are you and your husband have a rivalry like that? My husband and I, we, that's a problem at our house because the only team we agree on as the Buckeyes. Okay. He likes the Bengals and the Reds, and I like Cleveland sports. So it's a problem sometimes. Okay. <laughs> we get in fights sometimes about it, and it's stupid. Like real? He'll make me turn the TV off if my team's beating his. And I don't make him do that if his team is beating mine, but he gets all hurt and, you know, or, you know, upset. And he's like, you can go watch this in the bedroom. I'm not watching this anymore. Dang, it's like that? We swept the Reds one year, and so I just came out with a broom. And he was like, you know what? Shut up. It's, just say it. it sounds like you're egging him on just a smidge. We just swept you guys three games in a row. Does he ever get payback? He does it to me, too. So it's a little bit of a back and forth answer between us. It's okay. It keeps it spicy. Yeah, it, yours sounds like a fun little rivalry. Thank you for the call. Now, yours does not sound fun. Hello? I had friends that rooted for rival teams, right. uh, rival NFL teams. Right. And he ended up getting so mad that she wanted to watch her game okay. and not his game because she wanted to watch her team win, which they did win. Right. But he went out to the bar and ended up going home with someone else because he was mad that he couldn't watch his football team. No. He didn't like her team. No way. That guy had that plan already. How did she find out this happened? He's stupid, and she had the password to his phone. Oh. So she was like, oh, you didn't come home last night. Where were you? And he took the girl's number that he went home with, and the girl had texted him after he left saying, I had a really good time. Oh, my God. And his, his girl at the time was like, let me see your phone. And so, of course, it's the first thing she looked at was text messages yeah. from this girl that was like, I had a really good time with you. It was bad. Like, they had a kid together. Oh, man. See, that's absolutely... This was supposed to be a fun little segment. That was absolutely terrible right there. I can't believe that actually happened. It is now time for a round of Drunk Dial. This is where I asked a tipsy person some trivia questions. I'm going to ask you the same questions. You can either answer them yourself or you can Drunk Dial and see if the the tipsy person got them correct. Uh, We got Jamie on the phone with us this morning. Jamie, what are you up to? Oh, just going to work. Okay. That sounds good. Are you ready to play a round of Drunk Dial? Sure. So I'm going to ask you the same questions that I asked the person who was intoxicated, okay? 
Okay. You can either answer these questions on your own, or you can drunk dial and guess whether they got it right or wrong, okay? Okay. All right. First question I asked was, how many weeks does it take for the Earth to orbit the moon? I mean, I'm sorry. I hope I do. How many, how many weeks does it take for the Earth to orbit the sun? All right. Once I finally got the question out. Yeah. Do you want to answer that or do you want to drunk dial and see if they got it right or wrong? Um, I, well, it's 52 weeks. That is correct. Very good. You got it. <laughs> Let's see what would have happened had you drunk dialed. How many weeks does it take for the Earth to orbit the moon? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope I do. I'm how many how many weeks does it take for the Earth to orbit the sun? Think out loud. I really hope that this is correct because my palms are sweating. But I think it's I think it's 52. Is it is it right? 52. Is that your ultimate response? Yes. Yes. The correct answer is 52. Very good. Well, you already got that one right, so you're you're in the game. So you got to get best two out of three, okay? Okay. Next question I asked was... It's another uh, space question. Okay, my heart's racing. Let's go. How many miles is the sun from the Earth? How many miles is the sun from the Earth? You want to answer that or you want to drunk dial? Well, I have no idea, but we'll drunk dial. Do you think she got it right or wrong? Wrong. All right, let's see. How many miles is the sun from the Earth? Oh, I feel like it's about. I oh, this is really stupid. I was gonna say like two thousand. That's definitely not right. Two thousand miles. <laughs> I have. That's legitimate. Is it? No. I don't, okay. I'm gonna from the Earth to the to the Sun to the Sun. That's got to be like millions, right? Well, I don't know. You think it's two thousand? Oh know. God. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with. 50,000 miles. 50,000 miles? <laughs> the Earth is 93 million miles in the <laughs> She was a little off on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did it this morning. You've already won Drunk Dial, but you want to see if you can do a clean sweep. Sure. Here's the last question I asked. What do you call an animal without a backbone? Oh! Oh. Uh, do you want to try and answer that, or do you want to Drunk Dial? No, I'll Drunk Dial, and I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to say she got it wrong. You think she got it wrong? All right, let's see. For a clean sweep, here we go. What do you call an animal without a backbone? Oh! What do I call an animal without a backbone? I know it. I don't, I'm try, I don't even have any thoughts. <laughs> I don't have any thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you did it this morning. You were dialed in, and you won at Drunk Dial. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. So Europeans used to be terrified of eating tomatoes when they were first introduced. Now this is going all the way back to 1519. Okay. By the 1700s, they loved them. But the problem was back in the 1500s, they would watch someone eat a tomato and then die. <laughs> but it wasn't the tomato's fault. You understand, Brian Riley? I guess. The thing was is that they used to use pewter plates. You know what's on a pewter plate? Pewter. Lead. Oh, okay. So when these guys were eating tomatoes, they would slice it up, and the acid inside the tomato would mix, on the, would, would get onto the pewter plate, and it would bring out the lead. The acid <laughs> would bring out the lead in the pewter plate. So as they were eating these tomatoes, they were essentially just poisoning the hell out of themselves with lead. And they would die of lead poisoning after eating a tomato. I want to know how many times they saw somebody die eating a tomato, where at some point someone's like, 
you know what? I'm not going to eat, and the other person's just being a tough guy. Going, yeah. I'm going to eat it. I'm right. not scared. I'm going for it. But I wonder how long it took them to realize that lead was poisoning people, you know? Probably when they switched over eating it off the floor or something like that. Because, I mean, you're talking from the 15th. There was 200 years there where they were afraid of tomatoes. And then finally they were like, oh my gosh, it's these plates we're using that have lead in them. Throw a tomato at somebody, they go screaming because yeah. they think they're going to die ah. afterwards. <laughs> That's amazing, though. It's amazing there was that chemical reaction that was killing people. <laughs> Do you like tomatoes? I love tomatoes, man. You ever had it with sugar? No. My grandma was the biggest tomato. She would drink a glass of tomato juice every morning. Okay, I mean, I'll knock down a V8 once in a and while. And then she'll, she would eat tomatoes just like an apple. Wow. And one day she would slice it up, and she goes, Do you want some tomatoes? I go, no. Poured sugar on it. She goes, now you will. That's and I gangster. Tried it, and it was. Trashy or classy? <laughs> Uh, I think it's I think it's trashy. It was kind of like ketchup in your hand, but it was classy at the same time. Okay, because I was eating a vegetable. Right, right. Just doused in sugar. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, isn't that all ketchup is? Is sugar and tomato basically, juice or yeah. tomato paste yeah, or whatever? Basically. So she was making homemade ketchup. Yeah. Well, either way, I find this interesting that Europeans used to think a tomato would kill you, but they were actually dying of lead poisoning from the pewter plates that they were using. Now, you maybe found this one interesting. I certainly did. And if you didn't, there's not a whole heck of a lot I can do about it. But I'll bring you another one tomorrow, and maybe you'll like that one. And if not, it's okay. I don't mind looking you right in the face and saying, ha, ha, ah, maybe it's just me. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news. I got great news for you. You've probably heard the stories about how busy Amazon drivers are. You know, some of them using a bathroom in like a bottle in the truck just because they don't want to stop. Like, it sounds pretty ruthless. So a story like this is absolutely incredible. So there's a guy, and his name is Don Wheeler. Don Wheeler just happens to be in a wheelchair, and he's on disability. And he lives in Ohio, Mentor, Ohio, where they just got dumped on with a bunch of snow. Well, for him, shoveling snow can pretty much be almost impossible, depending on how much there is, because he's in a wheelchair. Right. Well... And then he says that he's on a fixed income, he's on disability, so calling in a service to shovel his walk isn't always doable, or even paying neighborhood kids, which I haven't seen a neighborhood kid out shoveling snow in the (laughs) past decade. I've seen it. Did you ever do that as a kid? Like, it snows, you and your friends all grab shovels and head out, make a little cashish? No, because I lived in a weird, tucked back in house. Oh, okay. Whenever it snowed, my dad made sure that I would, he would wake me up and be like, hey, man. (laughs) We got to get out for work tomorrow morning. You want to go to school, shovel. I'll be like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to shovel. My dad, and now looking back, I'm glad my dad did this because he would make me and my brothers shovel all the elderly people's walks on our on our block. It was, it was good character building. That is. I mean, that's if I had a bunch of neighbors that wanted me to shovel, I'd do it for them. And, this, and, and they would sometimes like slip us a five or something like that, you know. They, Make they, a little they, extra cash. Right, but we weren't doing it for the cash. We were doing it because our dad told us to. But <laughs> Wheeler had ordered a package from Amazon, and it, in normal fashion, he was waiting at the front door for it because he wanted to apologize for his walkway not being shoveled, but clearly he's in a wheelchair and it was a ton of snow. He couldn't do it. Well, his package was running a little bit behind, so he was going to go in the house and just wait on it. Well, Well, to his surprise, he heard the sound of a shovel scraping across the sidewalk. He goes to look out the window, and the Amazon driver had not only put the package right by his front door, but was shoveling his walk. Wow. He said to the guy, he said, hey, what's your name? He said, I want to post this on social media. The Amazon driver said, please don't do that. He's like, I don't want this to be on social media. He said, I just want to help you out because I bet it's really hard for you to get out here and shovel. He said his heart almost wanted to cry with joy. It was such an amazing thing this Amazon driver was doing. And then come to find out, his wasn't the only house that this guy did it for. For a few elderly folks that he was delivering packages to, he would quick just bang out a quick shovel on their front walkway so that they would be cleared off for other deliveries or whatever. 
And they have no idea who this guy is. I mean, I'm sure if he contacted Amazon, he'd probably find out. Right. But he said, if the guy said he didn't want to be on social media, I'm not going to put him on social media. That's crazy. And like, we always make fun of social media because it's crazy. Right. There's people that make, there's channels that they go around helping people. They'll show oh, the absolutely. driveways. They'll fix up yards and things like that. Mow lawns, yeah. do all that kind of stuff. I'm okay with that on social media. That absolutely. stuff is cool. Absolutely, because you know what? Good breeds good, and that's why I love hearing stories like this, and that's why we do this every day, man. We got to be a beacon of light in the darkness, because if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it, and that's why I love a little thing we do called Happy Hour, brought to you by Audio Video Extreme. I did something this weekend I have not done in a very long time, and that was have a shot of Fireball, which I don't... Someone someone told me that's whiskey for women, which I can totally get it. I mean, I like White Claws. I like Fireball. And I don't mean to talk about drinking again, but I was just... It was an odd occasion where I had Fireball, and I regretted it instantly. Every time I drink that, it's almost like my body is telling me, hey, you don't want this. And it makes it so hard for me to even, like get it down so it was uh, it was wild but it's funny because the reason i bring that up is because i was reading this story this morning when i got in there's a 105 year old woman named florence hackman she lives in loveland ohio she recently turned 105 years old and she celebrated with airplane bottles of fireball whiskey fireball whiskey sent the bottles to her nursing home to celebrate hackman says she drinks fireball whiskey on a daily basis I didn't know you could drink inside of a nursing home. I thought maybe they would kind of crank down on that. The last thing I need is a bunch of drunk, angry senior citizens on their hands. Or maybe it just kind of makes them a little bit more docile. That's so weird to me because I my neither one of my grandmas drank at all. Like I never, ever saw my grandma drink. I, not even a beer or a glass of wine or anything like that. But both my grandpas, boy, they drank. My grandpa, I'll never forget. My grandpa used to drink uh, Kessler whiskey with ginger ale and I still remember one time sitting near his cup and it just I could just smell the booze coming off of it so I remember dipping my finger in it and tasting it and was like whoa that's probably that's probably how it all got started maybe that's why I am the way I am today because of that one moment right there in my history but then it's so funny my grandpa well it's not funny my grandpa had a stroke and then they told him well you can only have one drink a day like if you're gonna have a drink you gotta limit it to one so he, his one drink was a giant tumbler full of whiskey on the rocks that he would just keep freshening up the rocks all day long. He probably, it, it was probably the equivalent of seven or eight drinks that he had in that thing. But in his mind, it was one glass, one drink. And he used to say, too, he's like, I'm 85 years old. I, I don't care if I live anymore. I'm not going to stop drinking. So that was, his, that was his mindset. But this woman here, man, uh, she drinks Fireball on a daily basis at 105 years old. That is incredible. Good for her, man. Keep it going. Let's see. Uh, texting in. Nursing homes have happy hour on certain days. Jesse texted that in. Okay, I had no idea. I used to have a girlfriend who worked in a nursing home, and I don't remember her ever saying that they were allowed to drink in there. But it makes sense. I mean, they're adults. You know, they just let them do what they want. Plus, you know, it's probably not very a uh, very happy place to be. And tip a few back. Let it let it rip. Let it buck. All right, should we do this? Should we get the week going? Should we get some history popping? It was on this day, back in 1946. Mind-melting drugs, truth serums, UFOs, and contacting free Nazis for help with unethical experiments. These are the 50 most insane and disturbing CIA facts you never knew. On this day in 1946, we got the CIA. I always have a hard time telling difference like CIA, FBI, all those you know all those three letter organizations. But that is this is the day that we got the CIA. So. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I was on this day in 2004. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Oh. I'm sorry, 2003. You know what this song reminds me of? It reminds me of putting in the DVDs and then falling asleep and waking up to this. Chappelle Show. Because it would just play on loop all the time. Oh, man, one of the best shows of all time. In 2003, The Chappelle Show premiered on Comedy Central. And, of course, Chappelle becoming one of the biggest comedians of all time. I mean, I can't. That, that dude's rise is just unbelievable, man. And just such an intelligent guy. Uh, and then in 2010. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's going to have to last me a while. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have exactly one hour to steal every single item in this studio. On this day in 2010, Conan ended his run as host of The Tonight Show after accepting a $45 million buyout from NBC. So when people paint him as the look, I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan. His podcast is hilarious. But to paint that dude out as a victim when he got a $45 million buyout. Now, I'm sure he would rather have been on television than have received a buyout. But still, that's a nice little payday right there. Uh, all right, let's get on to some birthdays. If you want to help me do birthdays in the morning, I would love to hear from you. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. Send me a text. We'll set up a time, and uh, you can guess the birthdays in the morning. One of my favorite new things that we do on the show. And we got Laura on the phone with us right now. Laura, what are you up to this morning? I am making salsa. This early? You betcha. I'm usually up. My husband's up at 445, so I get up with him, and then he leaves for work at about... 5.30 and I go out to my baking room and I start making whatever I need to. Okay. So what goes in your salsa? I have tomatoes, green pepper, red pepper, yellow peppers, jalapenos, tomato paste, um, salt, a little bit of vinegar, and a very little amount of sugar. Okay. You just gave away the secret recipe. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> My dad used to, you know, my dad was as Minnesota as they come, and my relatives would make salsa sometimes, and they wouldn't even put any jalapenos or anything in it. And he'd be like, oh, this is too spicy. They'd be like, Gil, it's just onions in there. Like, that's the, the only thing that even resembles spice is onions in there. Pretty bland. Yes. Pepperoni was, it was considered spicy to him. Oh, I know people that ketchup is spicy. And they probably cannot handle your salsa, I'm guessing. No, they can't. <laughs> That's awesome. I love being up this early making salsa. That's so cool. Well, Laura, would you mind doing some birthdays with me real quick? Absolutely. Celebrating a birthday day. How you doing? I'm Guy Fieri. As a chef, I'm known for my food. But one of the things people always ask me about is, hey, where'd you get those tattoos? I have no idea why this guy is so disliked. I love him. Celebrity chef Guy Fieri. It's his birthday today. Ah, uh, he's the cooking yeah, and I don't Cooking know why, guy. I have no idea why people don't like him. I, he does so much good for the community and for schools, and he'll go, like, cook for homeless people. The guy's a good guy. It's it's just, it's got to be the flame shirts. That's what it had to do, and the, and the frosted tips. I know at one point in time, he was really close to my age, and I'm 53, so I'm going to guess. Well, I would venture to guess he still is close to your age if he was at one point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I'm guessing 54, because I'm going to put him older than me. All right, 54 for Guy Fieri. Oh! You were close, though. He's 56 today. Oh, jeez. So a little bit older. A little bit older than you, but... All righty. Do you know who DJ Jazzy Jeff is? No. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? No. All right. (laughs) 
Well, you know, we'll just go ahead and skip right over that one. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, 59 years old today, if anybody cares. Any kids from the 90s, if you care. But you'll know this one. Celebrating a birthday today. Lead singer from Journey, Steve Perry. It's his birthday today. Oh, man, I'm going to say 78. 78. That one there, I know who he is. Right. I figured you would on that one. But you do not know how old he is because... Steve Perry is the ripe old age of 75 day. Oh, gee. Yeah. So he's up there, just not quite as old as you thought he was. I'm close, though. Close, Within yeah. Within a few years. Within one year, I'll give you the ding, but you were two years, so or three years on that one. So, But, Laura, I do appreciate you getting on the phone with me whilst you're making salsa this morning. And, uh, and have a spicy rest of your day. You also have a hot week. <laughs>